Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me in just a moment is my co-host, Nick Martin. Nick, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Four more episodes left in the regular season, and then we'll uh, get into the playoffs. We actually might throw an extra episode in at the end of this week, uh, since the NHL is off on Friday. And then they're doing 16 games on Saturday. That remains to be seen. Uh, we will update you next episode if, if that's coming. Um, and then we'll pick up the pace in the in the postseason. If you listened to the show last season, you know that we we made sure to to get on for for every slate. Um, but until we get then, we still have some regular season business to attend to. Uh, deep slate on Tuesday night, April the fourth. Host the games. A lot of them very meaningful. Have sort of an elimination game between the Sabres and Panthers. Uh, the the Penguins and Devils is a huge one. Seattle's looking to close in on a playoff spot with the game against the Canucks. Oilers and Kings is huge, but we always start with our favorite underdogs. Uh, and this is one that we disagree on. I think the Blue Jackets are going to be worth a bet on Tuesday night. They are decimated by injury. They're already a terrible team. They've got no NHL goaltending to speak of, really. But the Maple Leafs, they rested a couple players uh, over the weekend against the Red Wings. Then Matt Murray got hurt, meaning Ilya Samsonov played two nights in a row. So it should be Joseph Wall, you'd imagine. And I think that there should be some more rotation. Um, And this is just a team that at five on five is still not generating a ton as it is. Now I guess the Blue Jackets, everybody does. So maybe that point becomes moot. do I think that the Blue Jackets will win? It's unlikely, but I think that the number could get high enough here where if you take a chance and the Leafs do rotate, you could be sitting with a decent price. Um, but you're not sold that Toronto will do that. I think that they will. Um, I think we'll, we could see at least one or two regular forwards and then definitely a couple defensemen. I, I feel pretty confident that we'll see a couple defensemen 
uh, sit. Well, I mean, they have 10. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so like, so it, there's be, some sitting, but. We'll be like, you know, we, we saw McCabe and Giordano, I believe, last game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this time it's like Brody and Mo- Morgan Riley or whatever. But um, I just think with Toronto's clearly in wind down mode. Um, and I think that provides some value only because the number's big, right? Like we know that Toronto's likely to win this game, but I think it's worth a shot. Yeah, my fear, like I, I actually, I wouldn't entirely say I disagree as in like I'm betting Toronto at this number. And, and I mean, they could sit some big dogs. My question is like, do you want to just get the two points and lock up home ice? Because if you let that slip, it's a disaster. They have a lot of tough games ahead. And they have bounced back from like these bad performances pretty consistently all year. Like it seems like all the noise gets made. Everybody freaks the hell out. And then they play a lot better the next stretch. Like I think we saw that after the embarrassing loss in uh, Long Island to your guys. They came back with four pretty good efforts in a row and then I think they're kind of finding it and there's enough guys that like, regardless of the injury situation, I think it could be scary, but yeah, I'm not trying to make a case for betting Toronto. I'm just a little afraid that they're going to bounce back and, and kind of have a really good performance as they look to lock into form for the playoffs. Uh, your favorite underdog comes in one of the uh, few meaningless games of the night uh, between the flyers and blues Philly plus one fifteen on the rope. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good uh, price for Philly. They've been playing, I would say, every bit as strong as the Blues. And I like their game. It's a little more structured than St. Louis. They don't have as many top-end offensive talents. But I think this is a really good number, especially if Buchnevich and uh, Thomas sit. So keep an eye out on that and if Carter Hart plays. So I think regardless, like I would price this closer to pick him if I was setting the odds. I think it's a, a good number to back Philly. So... I'm looking at it that way. I think that it's just one of those things where this game is going to play out pretty close and I'll happily take Philly at plus money. All right. On to the big board. Now uh, there's a bunch of really important games. This one I think is really wonky though. Ottawa and Carolina. Ottawa's a big underdog on the road. Plus two twenty. Carolina minus two sixty. over under six and a half. Technically Ottawa's still involved in this playoff race. I mean, they win if they win uh, in Carolina and Pittsburgh and Florida lose, then they're in. You know, they're in, but they got to run the table. They got to get to the most points they can get to is ninety. So they'll they'll need a lot a lot of help uh, to get in. But I don't expect them to not play hard. I think that you can kind of trust the Senators to relish the role of you know backs against the wall, whatever. Carolina is they've they've been a funny team since the Svechnikov injury. I don't think they've been playing particularly bad. Um they're five four and one of the last ten, which isn't, you know, where they should be as a Stanley Cup one of the Stanley Cup favorites, but I feel like their game is starting to really look you know, the, the cliche with Carolina is a team that will dominate play, dominate five on five, pump a ton of rubber to the net, but just won't finish. And it might be like a lazy thing to say about them, but it's just that's what's coming home to roost right now. And against Ottawa, where you make two mistakes, they can be in the back of your net really quickly. I don't know if I love the matchup here. That said, the Senators' goaltending should give Carolina plenty of chances to finish at the same time, right? So I will pass. Uh, the number on Ottawa is a little tempting, but uh, it's just it, I don't think it's the right one for me. 
I like it. I think Carolina's going to absolutely dominate them in this matchup. I hate the way the Senators set up without uh, Shabbat and Chikrin in versus Carolina. I think it's going to be just one-way traffic all night, which the Senators actually haven't really been getting. Like, in those kinds of matchups, I don't think they're doing as well. Like, what they do is actually control play at a pretty high rate, and I don't think we're going to see that happen in this game. I think it's a good spot. Carolina's still trying to lock up the division, find their game. Um, and I think it's just gonna be really tough without those guys. Like that's going to put so much pressure on some of the younger defenders. I know Jake Sanderson has been really solid, but I think this is just a good spot to back the big favorite and that senators game too, like it was one game and they've been pretty reliable for bouncing back, but they had a pretty garbage weekend. And that Columbus game was horrendous. And maybe we see them kind of, you know, hit a bit of a lapse here now that they're kind of fully out of it, but. But yeah, I just think with the talent on board, it's going to be really tough to handle Carolina's forward check and the, pre- the pressure that they'll put on them. So I like Carolina. I think it could be a pretty big win. Pittsburgh and New Jersey next up. The Penguins on the road, they're plus 130. Devils minus 150 at home. Uh, the over-under, six and a half. New Jersey, uh, you, you talked about Carolina looking to lock up the division. The team they're trying to lock it up away from is New Jersey. They The Devils trail the Canes by three points. Um, the Devils have played one more game. New Jersey is also ahead of the Rangers by three points uh, in the race for second and home ice advantage in round one. Pittsburgh, meanwhile, are they spent a night outside of the playoffs after they lost to the Bruins in regulation on Saturday, but jumped right back in with a win over the Flyers. Four and six in the last 10 Pittsburgh is they're in wild card two. They trail the Islanders by a point for wild card one, but they have a game in hand on the Isles um, and they are one point ahead of the Panthers. I don't hate looking at Jersey as a uh, parlay piece because I think that the way that you we talk, kind of just talked about Styles making fights in Ottawa and Carolina, I think similarly here, Pittsburgh's been opting to play kind of a high event, push the pace style because they need to generate a ton of scoring chances to make up for their uh, lack of goaltending and defensive misgivings. That should play right into Jersey's hands, you'd think, with the team on that just thrives on speed and transition and the rush. So I don't think that backing Jersey here in a, as a parlay piece or minus one and a half or as a favorite is, is the worst look. Um, so we'll see. Uh, it'll probably be one of those for me. Yeah, I'm a little afraid. I think this will be a good prop game because I think it'll be really high event, like you said, where Pittsburgh is really pushing the pace. I think Pittsburgh's been a little better than their four and six record the last 10. So I'm a little bit on the mode of like not fading them because every time I watch them right now, I actually think the play looks okay but it's just scary you've got not such good goaltending i feel like they're kind of finding it but it seems like the results aren't there so for me kind of just a pass i guess but i wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of the superstars have pretty good games in this matchup and i also i think the over is probably a pretty reasonable look but those are kind of the two that i was two thoughts i'd have on that game yeah the the penguins last 11 games they're four and seven and and if you look at the games where they played decent competition, uh, Rangers back to back to back against the Rangers, they lost four two six nothing. Then they followed that up with a two one loss to Senators, whatever. Then they beat Colorado on the road, and then they lost to the Stars in what was a pretty hard fought game. Uh, then they lost to the Bruins in that last gas winner, and so like their game overall has looked uh, okay, I think, but they've. Not played all that well against teams above them in the standings. A lot of 
th- th- there's a potential for them to just like give up three goals in five minutes because of their goaltending. And I just, I think that's a type of thing what the Jersey kind of is built to do. Um, but yeah, they have been, they've had some impressive performances in which they lost in too. It's uh, they are a weird team uh, and only getting weirder. It's not been fun to watch this playoff race and have skin in the game because you just don't know what to expect out of any of the teams involved uh, on a given night. That including uh, the, the Panthers, Penguins, Islanders, and I guess the Sabres. Uh, Red Wings and Habs now. It's a straight pick em. I think we're both going to be on the same side here. And I'd be surprised if that side doesn't close as a favorite. Uh, but I'll let you take it. Yeah, I think Detroit is for sure going to be the square play and close as a favorite. I'm not seeing why this is a pick em, uh really at all. Um, Detroit's underlying numbers are significantly better recently than Montreal's. Montreal's right around 40% expected goals, which is down there with lottery teams from the worst years. And they have had a hard schedule last bit, Montreal has, but the injury situation is back to being as bad as it's ever been with Kirby Doc out, Raphael, Harvey Pennard had been playing unreal at both ends of the ice, his unreal analytics as well. And he is likely to remain out. I think the greatest concern for me with Detroit here is that they could start Alec Nijelkovic, which is not great, but I still just don't see how with what Detroit's done recently, this is the number. And like even just eye test, Detroit had some really good wins last week and they were kind of snake bit in front of goal before that. And then they had that Penguins win, the Carolina win, got smoked in Winnipeg on the tough back-to-back spot, whatever. And then they played pretty good in Toronto last night. So I just think right now, I don't really see what we're seeing that makes this a pick And the other one, Caden Primus had a pretty good start to the year with Montreal. He's already been confirmed as the starter. But like his save percentage right now in the NHL is higher than it was in the AHL. So I think it's pretty fair to say he's probably not going to be this good moving forward. So yeah, I like it. Hopefully Detroit won't go with Nijelkovic. Hopefully they'll go with Helberg. But either way, I think it's a pretty good number. On to Vegas and Nashville now. Vegas is minus uh, 125. On the road, uh, Preds plus 105, over under six. Nashville, see, I mean, we've been saying this for a while. They're they're kind of holding on by a thread. They're now five points behind Winnipeg, uh, three behind Calgary. Winnipeg has the last playoff spot. And uh, Nashville does have two games at hand on both of those teams. So they would need to basically, you know, in their last seven games, six and one at a minimum. They should play hard. Young players playing well. Uh, and Vegas, as we've talked about, has kind of shown some vulnerabilities despite a 7-2-1 stretch over the last 10. They're also uh, in action on Monday night against Minnesota. So the, the line to me looks about right. Yeah, these aren't really teams I'm looking to get involved with. Vegas is, that was probably their best game in a while versus Minnesota at home on Saturday. Uh, I didn't really see that one coming, but I still just think not really two teams I'm looking to get involved in right now at all. Chicago against Calgary next is uh, Chicago's plus 320 in Calgary in your backyard. Flames minus 390 over under six. Um, it's it's funny be- because of what's to come on Wednesday for Calgary. And if if they they are true to form, true to their, their uh, 22-23 form, Calgary will lose this game because they have the the do or die almost like eliminator with Winnipeg on Wednesday night, which I think we should touch on a little bit on this show, actually, after we talk about this game. And it would just be 
so Calgary to lose to the Blackhawks uh, ahead of this game with Winnipeg. Winnipeg's on 89 points from 77 games. Calgary's on 87 points, 77 games. As you said, the two teams fighting for the last playoff spot in the in the West. It's hard to see, and I don't think the number is like big enough, but it does feel like it. It just do, like as a as someone who's watched this team and bet on this team and lost so much money on this team all season long, you can just see it coming. Yeah, I actually kind of disagree. So I said before Tuesday, I thought Calgary could run the table. They're three and zero since that time, and they had two of those blowable games in versus versus Vancouver and Anaheim. Those were the only two wins where they came back from. Yeah, uh, but this one has back. Winnipeg on the other end of it. Right, right. That's the scary part. I just think they're, I don't see them blowing this one. I think they're kind of got some positive juju going on. The only thing that's scary is that Markstrom is a complete sieve right now. Like, yeah. neither of those games should have been games. And like his rebound control is shocking. He has no idea. Like the amount of them that are like being shot into his crest drops into the crease and someone's slamming it in. It's like once every two games that there's one like that. And then, like, I guess the Vetrano goal was fine last game, but it just doesn't seem like he's making it tough on shooters. Like, I actually think Calgary's defending really, really well right now. They're getting punished for every single high-danger chance they give up. Like, I think it's one of those things when they happen, fans will be like, oh, well, this chance shouldn't happen and blah, blah, blah. But they just forget that those pucks aren't, those pucks are getting saved, you know? Goalies are coming up with big saves on other teams. They're, like, Markstrom's never coming up with those. And I think... It's going to be really interesting to see how they handle the back-to-back spot. I, I don't think you're happy with either goaltending option. I really maintain that they should have given uh, a Wolf a chance this season. I think that was a complete fuck-up because now they can't do it. But, like, watch Levi. Levi was not as highly touted coming out coming up this year as Wolf has been. And if he does good with Buffalo, I feel like that's a comment that's just like, should have played him, should have given it a chance, but that's not the kind of thing that uh, Daryl's interested in right now. But with that said, I think Calgary's playing really, really well and defending really well. I know that some of the private models have their defensive play rated even higher than the public ones. And I think that's just getting hidden by the goaltending. So I really think the only concern is just the goaltending. And so I'm not making a case to bet on Calgary here. This is the exact kind of game you don't want to bet on Calgary in. But I could see live bets on Calgary having merit and prop bets on Calgary having merit in this game. And uh, they've been opening them a little wider, but if it's Staylock, I could definitely see the his save prop being a good bet because they just, just keep cashing even when they're higher. Dostal still went over by two last night, and that was with a couple shots that I shot thought should have been tracked that weren't. And to talk about that while we're on this, I think betting unders uh, that I wanted to go on this show, and I've never really tried to bet player prop unders too much because my strategy is a lot of time just try to bet whoever's really catching my eye and, and looks like they're playing really good hockey and are in good matchups. I think betting unders is going to have a lot of merit down the stretch for two reasons. So a lot of these teams, like say a Toronto, even if they play Matthews, they're going to be, and guys like that, they're going to be really inclined to roll all four lines and maybe play guys like 15 minutes, which is going to mean that their unders are going to be more likely to hit. So I think that's kind of going to be a narrative to watch for something like maybe Colorado as well. If they're getting pretty well situated. They might play those guys, but they're not going to play them like they usually would. And then it also seems like the standard for top players shots right now is extremely tight. Like it's, you're not getting any of the borderline ones in your way. There's a lot of shots coming off the board right now. There aren't any shots being added. So I think that unders is a play that I'm really interested in. And hopefully in the final weeks here, I can 
try and bring some really good unders plays to the show because I think those will have some good value. Hockey betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. When the 30 for 30 comes out about shop props, um, hope, hopefully you'll, you'll be... I wasn't going to be tinfoil hat guy, but it does seem like uh, if you're on someone with a high, high handle of the... The betting board right now you should probably be prepared for it you know you might get some borderline rulings because they seem pretty pretty common i know this has been a thing for like three straight seasons but i i've been having a worse time with it than ever the last couple of weeks so i don't know if that's just me i think it's also like a fact that more are coming off the board right now than than normal so yeah just keep that in mind the oilers uh in kings up next this is a a uh, massive game out west. Oilers minus one fifteen on the road. Kings minus one oh five at home. These two teams just played. Uh, the over under six and a half. Once again, I'll I'll just say that the the odds tell a story here, which is that should these two teams meet in the playoffs, uh, and if the season ended today, they would. Uh, it kind of tells you that Edmonton would be a not a huge favorite, but would be favored, and they are a road favorite in this game, which is a, basically a. It's a huge game for both sides. The Oilers, four in a row, they've won. They're 9-0-1 in their last 10, and they've just been basically rolling for quite some time. They're now just two points behind Vegas for the Pacific Division lead. They do have, uh, they have played one more game. It looks right. It just like this, this, I think you can make an argument for either team in this matchup to be minus 115, but there's just not much of an edge, uh, to be had. So it's, it's a great match, or excuse me, a great game for, for neutrals to watch, but. Nothing for me from a betting standpoint. Yeah, I agree. And I would, I'll make the case for LA, especially because I really like them. I think they're a good team. They're, uh, they, they'll probably be priced a little closer if they're healthy because they're really dinged up right now. Anderson's their top defender if you actually look at the analytics of it. And I think that's pretty reasonable. Like their fans will happily tell you how freaking good Anderson is right now. And then Fiala, he's the one who drives the bus up front. So that's a massive loss. And if he's out and, Villardi's been really good two-way player as well. So they kind of get a little bit worse by the injury bug potentially than uh, I think people might realize because those three names don't get like a ton of credit. Like if anything, 
I think Mikey Anderson's one of the more underrated players in the whole league right now. So I don't know if I'd say this is like the, you know, that exact price it would be in the playoffs. I think they'll be pretty close to pick him, but yep. yeah, I'm bummed that it looks like this is going to be a matchup because I want them both to win a couple of rounds. So anyways, at least some. Hey, Vegas is catchable. You never know. Uh, before we get to top shelf bets, uh, we'll close with Avalanche and Sharks. Colorado minus 230. San Jose is plus 195. Over under is six and a half. I got absolutely nothing for this one. Yeah, I didn't really have much either. Uh, looks about right, I suppose. Maybe not if Kakanen's in. I would bring towards <laughs> the abs, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, let's talk uh, Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for uh, Tuesday, April 4. Top Shelf, where mama hides the cookies. Seattle and Canucks. Uh, we'll start with you because I want to uh, save my game for the end because I think it's a, it's you can make an argument Oilers-Kings is the biggest game, uh, but the one I'll, we'll talk about with mine is, is probably close second or tied. Uh, Seattle's minus 115. Vancouver is minus 105. Over under is six and a half, and you're going to uh, your boys. Yes, let's do it. Um, I think this is a good time to bet Vancouver with Seattle on the back-to-back. Vancouver's been playing really respectable hockey, so I think this is just one where we can see Vancouver control more of the play and have a huge edge in goal if Demko starts. That's the one asterisk. I would not play this number if we get confirmation that Demko is not going to play, which is possible because Vancouver shouldn't even want to win games right now. And it's not like it's even tanking to not start a starter four games in a row coming off injury. So I would uh, be like, that's my concern. But I also think Vancouver should even be like a decent favorite here. It's kind of, I think it's one of those things like the way the season's gone to this point and they're differing records probably makes the number what it is but with how they played recently seattle in the back-to-back spot i think vancouver just deserves to be a favorite here so just a, an easy numbers play i'd say on this one yeah i'll be with you on uh the canucks for that one sabers and cats florida panthers for for mine buffalo's plus 160 florida right now minus 190 over under seven buffalo comes in 4-0-1 in their last five. They fought their way back into the fringe of the playoff race. They would need to really put something special together down the stretch for them to have a chance. But they win this one, then they can kind of convince themselves for the next one and stay alive, whatever. Uh, the reason I like Buffalo here, plus 160, is the Panthers have confirmed Alex Lyon in goal. The Sabres will likely go with Devon Levi. They should get Tage T- T- Thompson back, it looks like. And well, I think what's going to end up happening with Levi is that let's say he wins this game, the the tongues will keep wagging. And for some reason, this guy's getting a ton of attention that nor like I think is a little out of whack. Um, so if he does win this one, then it could be a good chance to fade at good prices going forward because you know he's a played one NHL game and sure he was great in college, but uh, it's not like we should just expect this guy to step in and be a top five goalie in the league. That said, his upside, I think, is a lot higher than what the Sabres have been getting from their goalies this season. And as good as Alex Lyon played on this recent three-game win streak for, for the Florida Panthers, we've seen him. He's you know 34 games in the NHL, 
hovering around like an 896, 898 goalie. And the teams that he was playing, like the Sabres, I mean, the Panthers rushed out to a 3 nothing lead against Columbus. They made pretty quick work of Montreal after falling behind, like on a really soft goal. Yeah, shout out to him for that one because it was yeah. a seven to one dog who just put like a twenty mile per hour muffin in the net. So unbelievable. Uh, we were owed that one. Um, in a in a game that should be pretty high event, there should be scoring chances at both sides of the ice. I'll take the goalie with the higher upside. And and the Sabers have been just been a team that we said it all along. You give this team kind of above average goalies, goalie play, and it's a different story this season. So. Hopefully we see that ceiling. I think the number's good enough. You should get a great effort from Buffalo. Uh, they beat some good opponents lately. Like, you know, it's not like they've just been walking over teams like, you know, Arizona or Columbus. They they beat the Islanders. They beat the Rangers. So I'll take a shot at plus 160 on, on the Sabres. Yeah, this will be, I think, the game that I want to watch the most, too. It should be an extremely fun matchup. And I think kind of both teams have the ability to expose the other. Uh even at seven, the over looks kind of tempting too. I'll probably end up on some goal scorers and stuff, I think, because of the spot and the way that Florida, one area they've regressed a lot this season is defending the rush. Their actual expected goals against is pretty similar, but they're having a way harder time defending the rush, which I think one part of that we can tie into the Calgary game is uh, they're really starting to, like Ekblad hasn't been nearly as good and Uyghur is playing really, really good. I know he's one of those guys who always gets hated on because you're going to have some some you know fuck ups with the puck and uh some dangerous last man back kind of stuff but he's so aggressive defending the rush and like i think anyone who's played high level hockey knows how annoying that is when someone's just second you touch a puck they're right there so that could be concerning versus buffalo so yeah i I think that helps your case for sure and uh yeah huge game i'm really excited for this one all right, that wraps it up. Another episode of Line Change in the books. Uh, like I said, we'll let you know on Wednesday if we're going to be able to pull off uh, an episode for the 16-game marathon on Saturday with no games on Friday. Uh, and then keep, keep, we'll keep an eye out for uh, our schedule for the playoffs. For this episode, uh, my favorite underdog was Columbus. We'll see what how high this number can go. It's 3-1 to one right now. We'll see where the Leafs, what the Leafs do with their lineup. Knicks was the Philadelphia Flyers at plus 115, taking on the Blues. And our favorite bets uh, for the night, the Vancouver Canucks at home against the Seattle Kraken and the uh, Buffalo Sabres as an underdog against the Florida Panthers. So for Nick, for, for myself, best of luck with all your bets this coming week. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.